Hello and welcome everyone uh, to the very first episode of Lambda Test XP series. I'm Harshad Paul, Director of Product Marketing at Lambda Test, and I'll be the host for this session. A Lambda Test experience or XP series is uh, an initiative where we deep dive into the world of insights and innovation, featuring renowned industry experts and business leaders in the testing and QA ecosystem. And joining me today is Bhavya Agarwal, founder and CEO of Zipboard, who will unravel the intricacies of web design, client feedback, and quality assurance, three pillars crucial for crafting exceptional customer experience in today's dynamic digital landscape. Uh, hi, Bhavya. Thank you so much for joining us. And how about you let our listeners know uh, a little bit about yourself? Hi. Hi, Arshit. Thank you for having me here. This is exciting for sure. Before I get into my experience with web design, I'm going to talk a little, a few fun facts about me. I'm an aerospace engineer, and I don't know how I landed in web design. Uh, I've also lived in 10 cities. So I'm currently based in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, so talking about web design, I've had uh, my experience building products actually led me through a lot of experience working with clients overseas and, um, you know, a lot of remote distributed teams. And I feel like that process, uh, although has improved immensely, but uh, I've really started from a time where uh, everything was discussed in spreadsheets and, uh, you know, screenshots and 10 different tools to discuss uh, on issues related to web design, which is like such a such a contextual uh, space uh, to speak about. So that's a very quick, quick intro about me. But um, let's let's talk more. Yeah. So uh, let's start off this uh, episode with a very commonly asked question, uh, which is something even I wanted to put out as soon as possible. And that is when you, uh, you know, working on web design and you have uh, client preferences to be handled. You know, striking a balance between these two, you know, between creative design and meeting client preferences can be rather tricky. So what's your approach to navigate this challenge? How do you do it? Do it? Yeah, sure. Just to, again, give a background on the story, the whole, the whole challenge around, the, you know, web design is that there are too many pieces, too many people involved, and the process can be very unorganized if you're not on top of it. Right. And and that relates to that challenge is that one of the challenges that you've talked about is the fact that, yes, the design wants something else, but the client may want something else. And in fact, it's interesting that even the client is top building for their clients uh, and they may have something else in mind altogether. So having a collaborative system is very important. But essentially what we uh what we've seen is that some of the issues that challenges that we've seen is that there's a huge disconnect between the person who's delivering and building and the person who's actually being built for the users or in between the clients. So it ends up becoming a hugely disconnected system. A lot of rework is required. There are project delays all the time. Uh, there are payment delays for clients, uh, for agencies, and then there is there is still a disconnect, a huge disconnect, right? So, I, I I'm not sure if there are straightforward ways to address some of these, but there are there are tools out there to address some of these challenges. Yeah, and I believe uh, pretty much all of it can uh, you know relate to this part where this ends up being like a Chinese whisperer where 
by the time you've seen the first requirement and by the time we deliver it, there are some bridges we are never really able to meet. And that's, I guess, the role of having recursive feedback into the process, right? Right. So, yeah, I can relate to that part clearly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember in product management, there's a huge, this whole image of where you're trying to build a swing. The client is yeah, looking for... Yeah, it comes out as a tire, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it is a common challenge that, you know, you're imagining something else and you end up building something else. And that is often because of all the communication and coordination challenges, right? That, you know, you're not enabling your people, you're not building a cohesive system in place you're not uh, you know you're not taking feedback at every step uh, there is no uh, you know there's no way for reviewers so let's say if you're building let's say even if it was a swing or a car for that matter you're not building an auto bringing an auto expert right in the beginning and saying okay we need your feedback at every step of the way right you're not enabling them properly they're too busy and you're asking them for feedback uh, they don't have time. So how do you really get past some of those challenges, right? And I guess that really, uh, you know, it's very interesting because everybody would want to know these strategies that you would recommend in receiving and managing feedback in a way that it enha- enhances the design workflow rather than complicating it. Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, just again, just to reiterate on, you know, this is my ideal workflow that, okay, hey, you know what? Uh, the project team has built something. Uh, and, and of course, the web design is complicated because of multiple things as well. There are multiple levels of reviews and types of reviews. And I think I haven't even addressed all of them here. There is copy, there's design, there is you know UX, there is compliance, there is translation. Uh, there is, of course, responsive design and just, just so many steps in the way. You have to sort of in, enable every reviewer in every possible way right and then if you've done that then your client says okay hey you know what this looks good but obviously it doesn't happen like this uh it ends up being a much more complex process right and i think some of the strategies since you talked about that you know what i can suggest is some of the strategies in which you can improve the overall design coordination is a for you need to get your developer and your clients connected in a way that there's no misinterpretation of information. The feedback comes from the client directly to the developer. Uh, the feedback comes in a form that the developer understands. They have all the information. They have, they know what browser it was on, what, you know, what kind of system it was on so that they can reproduce things easily, right? Uh, you should not have to have some friction which is caused by system switching right oftentimes what we've seen is internal teams use tools like jira which is great you know lovely tool for developers they have everything in one place but the clients have no access to those tools and they do not even want to get into those complex tools right so you want to enable your clients in a way that they are able to leave notes on the design directly right and then those nodes directly jump into Jira so that it's all one, seems like one all cohesive system rather than these multiple systems, right? And, uh, you know, oftentimes design has a lot of creative concepts. That's what, like, you know, there is just so many design elements 
copy elements and things like that. So context is important. You need to be able to give context. You need to be able to say, I'm talking about, imagine a 50-page website being able to do this in a spreadsheet and saying, hey, I want this page, that that button doesn't work anymore, right? You should be able to collaborate like you're sitting in the same room. Pointed things. Uh, and then you want to eliminate your segments. Like you do not want in between stakeholders, a project manager, uh, the reviewer sending information to client, the client sending information to developer, the developer, oh, project manager, the project manager sending it to developer. You want to bring everybody together, right? And uh, then, of course, for another thing for agencies, which we often do not even talk about because they're still so stuck in this whole system of not having a system, is that they're not measuring their performance at all then. Right? They're not seeing that they could have done this project in, uh, in you know, in 50 days instead of uh, the three months or six months that they spent on it. Uh, so only if you have one place to see everything, that's when you say, okay, hey, you know what? Yeah, I can, I can figure out where are my inefficiencies? Where are we, you know, repeating the same mistakes? Where, uh, what are the QA challenges that we see often enough, right? Uh, so some of those is what I suggest, like, you know, agencies have to think hard about enabling both the reviewers and the, you know, the clients and the developers and everybody else in the mix and making it easy in every possible way at every phase. Yeah, I guess a lot of time these uh, mishaps happen because of siloed communication, right? So to have a central unified place where everything comes together, right? Right from say right. a rough sketch note to all the way to a detailed document. If you have all of these things stitched in a network, that definitely helps with the you right. shipping up things as per expectations and at a good speed. Yeah. You're shifting from, just to add, you're shifting from staging to development to production, all of that too, right? Like you might have something in one phase and may not have, and you may even have like a video that you embedded that that is broken. So, you know, you want everything in one place, that all the context is in one place. Right, right. That makes sense, actually. And, uh, you know, this rather comes off as a, you know, uh, question which is very vaguely asked you know how do you measure uh, client satisfaction you know in context of web design projects what metrics do you usually consider you know valuing in assessing project success yeah i mean there's just too many of them <laughs> i feel like of course uh, the first and foremost is quality and deliverability on time right i think for a client those are two very critical items that they care about are you able to deliver on time uh, and are you able to deliver on quality, right? Because if everything else doesn't work, then it doesn't even matter, right? But then, of course, on top of that, there are so many other things that come to the mix of a web design, right? Like performance. Is my site performing? Is is it responsive? Does it work on different devices? Does it work for different um, localized you know, audiences? Uh, so, so many different things. Or does it work for the search engine? Um, so, so many different things and nuances to take care of. But from a client's perspective, the biggest one is that, is it happening in my budget? Because if you delay timelines, my budget skips and, you know, it's a mess. And does it deliver on the quality that was promised for me or not? And in fact, I can talk a little bit about one of our 
one of our long standing client uh, they are called elm learning and they uh, they are based in san diego and they have been using zipboard with their clients they built they built bo- both web design and learning design uh, for some of the large companies like corporate clients like google facebook uh, amazon so a huge roster that they have and uh, of course when they're working with such large corporates they it's not a single stakeholder it's not like a single client person they have 10 personas within that client as well who will be giving feedback right and with zipboard they have been able to get their reviews faster by 75% which is like huge time save for them more they get to do more projects right they get to use their resources better and they're getting to their final version faster as well which is again a pain right like you're going through so many versions there's scope creep there's this you know there's a lot of back and forth if you can get to your you know final version faster that's a big win and they got to their final versions in some projects by almost 50% and uh, you know the creative team has annually saved 5000 hours and this is a small agency that i'm talking about a 50 people agency we do have some larger agencies as well where they've seen even more spectacular results because again the client is happy and uh, you know the team is enabled everybody is on the same page and it's true when they say time is money and being able to save yeah. uh, you know thousands of hours over an annual split by you know uh, a team that's using uh, to put that time and effort in a place where they can build quality things faster right, right. so enabling yeah. them is it's pretty impressive cool uh, you know uh, we've talked about satisfaction of clients mm-hmm. and we've also talked about challenges in general so far and <clears throat> the ways to strategize them in a way that we are able to mitigate them uh, but there is one thing that truly intrigues uh, and it's always about the future right so how do you deliver future proof web designs because web design is such a dynamic space right you have new trends emerging and there are so many things that you need to make a note of so how do you make sure that your designs are future proof ready yeah i mean i think that's the onus on the client uh, the agency to of course first of all stay informed right there is as you said there's just too many nuances there is the uh, search engine algorithm changes every <laughs> every yeah, few years ask me about it right yeah <laughs> and then you know new devices come every year so then you have to test for those uh, and then uh, you know there is uh, you have to care about so many more things if you're working with larger clients then you have to care about accessibility today there's just so many things but the onus of course lies a lot on uh, on the agency to make sure that they are well informed they ex- they put that as part of their review process they make sure that those are things that are covered like i said you know the web design is a complicated um, industry because there is just you know the reviews are many like from copy to design to to search engine reviews and to to everything else in between so it's on the agency to make sure that they inform and they they educate uh, their uh, clients and then of course educate their own team as well and then they factor in time for all those uh, new trends and of course uh, i know on top of that there is the whole uh, ai bandwagon that everybody wants to jump on uh, but uh, not every shiny object is achievable so you have to make sure that you again are able to say that okay hey you know what what is doable what is not informing the your clients is definitely your like the biggest thing to 
you know to measure on otherwise again you're in that you know you're hoping for something else and you end up having something else altogether right yeah i guess a lot of that comes down to setting realistic expectations with your right. clients absolutely right? because everybody would want the best of the bubble as you're saying right every time right. there's a new jargon yeah. everybody wants to go out and implemented but whether it is relevant to your stage at which your product yes, is yeah. right now to your yeah. audience that is something that has to be set uh, you know well before time before you start putting For those sure. efforts in that direction right. yeah and of course there's definitely advantage to a lot of the new tech that's coming though right like for example if you take even the example of chat gpt you can integrate chat gpt mm-hmm. into your website so quickly and you know have a have a uh, automated support system integrated very quickly right so that is the kind of information again it's on the agency to inform does it make sense do you have a repository of questions do you want to give generic information or do you want to give more specific information so i think a lot of the education lies in the hand of the agency yeah i think that that makes sense actually and uh, you know one thing that i wanted to ask before we wrap this is about demographics right so uh, considering global audiences you might be you know in, involving with different sort of demographics regions clients based up their expectations based on those regions right so how do you ensure that web design resonates with diverse cultural preferences and user behaviors yeah you know the larger the company that uh, my clients work with the more of that comes in picture more and more because obviously there's more uh, more uh languages to support that's like the basic uh, first of all to just be able to localize for different uh and then be able to review based on those so some of our clients use uh they, they translate their designs into seven languages with every language wow. the format changes you know the some languages have longer font or longer sentences so things run out of you know the the designated width or what not so they have to test for each of those scenarios as well right so those are some of the key considerations to think about when you're looking at a diverse global audience supporting different countries and then of course even design aesthetics like i i know that uh, Uh, when you go to uh, you know japan the they they love to have multiple widgets in their design so then you have to sometimes even localize the design aesthetic for different audience of course depending on how big your audience is in that audience uh, in that in that geography right you cannot really take care of and compliance right gdpr and so many other things that have come up which are like okay hey, you know what we need to make sure that we are compliant in that particular region as well so some of those again i would say account for those reviews in that process even if they are end of the process uh, end of your entire web design process but it's actually they are very critical pieces and they tend to delay and slow down things quite a bit if you've not factored into those uh, those things as well right that makes sense actually and uh, with that i have no further questions to ask so far Uh, so thank you so much for joining us uh, bhavya on this episode the very first episode of lambda's xp series it's been an honor to have you and lovely to host you of course i'm sure the listeners would find value valuable uh, learnings from this particular episode and take that into take something back to the practice board right and uh, thank you so much for your time and have a good day wonderful thank you so much harshit this was a lot of fun uh, and i wish you guys all the best i 
would look forward to all the episodes that come forward and then i hope uh, there's a lot of uh, new interesting learnings and tidbits that people could get away with and just just as a closing note if somebody wants to get in touch with me please reach out to me on linkedin uh, or you can reach out to us at sipfood.co uh, and uh, yeah this was a great conversation thank you so much again likewise thank you so much for being here thanks 